The Talking Points podcast is produced in partnership with C. Michael Gibson and clinicaltrialresults.org. Hi, Mike Gibson, Duck Wu Park, coming to you live from ACC 2022, and we are talking about the DAP-TAVR trial. Big question, you know, is an oral anticoagulant the way to go, or is DAP the way to go after TAVR? Uh, Dr. Park, you and your group have taken the most recent look at this issue. Tell us about ADAPT-TAVR. Thank you for inviting this uh, wonderful uh, discussion with Mike Gibson. And uh, so ADAPT-TAVR trial, open-label uh, parallel group randomized control trial comparing adoxaban versus uh, DAPT and the aspirin and uh, clopidogrel and the uh, poor prevention of leaflet thrombosis after TABOR uh, the implantation. So the, our trial was uh, uh, mainly targeting the uh, successfully the TABOR implanted patient without uh, clinical indication for oral anticoagulation, such as uh, uh, the atrial fibrillation like that. Mm-hmm. How many patients did you study? Yes, uh, our st- study was initially the, uh, de- planned to include the 220 patients. And the finally, we include approximately 230 patients and the one-to-one randomization in both groups. And what was your primary endpoint? So, and our primary endpoint was uh, six months. So we are routinely checked uh, uh, four-dimensional di- four cardiac CT scan. And primary endpoint is uh, uh, over instance of leaflet thrombosis at six months of mandatory CT follow-up. And the key secondary endpoint, we serially checked the MRI scan and the baseline in six months. Also, we serially checked the neurological endpoint and the neurocognitive function test and uh, at baseline six months. The reason why we are defined the uh, uh, causal relationship between leaflet thrombosis and the cerebral thromboembolism. And what dose of edoxaban did you use? Yes, and uh, we are the routinely followed uh, rebel, rebel dose and the usually indication for 60 milligram dose, but the three dose reduction category, body weight less than 30, 60, and uh, some uh, creatine clearance uh, less than 60, also concomitant to use uh, glycoprotein uh, the uh, inhibitor, and we uh, used uh, 30 milligram dose reduction. And so, and the recent ambisage TABI trial, and the 60%, 70% used the full dose 60 milligram. In our ADAPT TABI trial, mainly Asian population, low body weight, and so, and the used the 60, 70% used the 30 milligram reduced dose and the remaining 30% use 60 milligram, the full dose adoxaban. Well, that's interesting, you know, because I paid close attention to the FDA hearings on this and the 30 milligrams was much safer than the 60 uh, and actually had lower mortality. 
in the 60 milligrams in the AFib studies. So uh, I'm very interested to see what you find using that lower dose. And then Dr. Park, on the DAPT side, what combination did you use there? Yes, so at the, uh, the trial in Normand period, we started the adapt taba trial nearly four years ago at that time, and the DAPT uh, was default treatment after taba and the composed aspirin plus clopidogrel that was the same with the uh, uh, concomitant uh, random trial partner series and average low-risk low series at the time, and the DAPT that aspirin and clopidogrel was a default strategy. And uh, what dose of um, people may not understand or know that sometimes in uh, HA you use reduced doses of the antiplatelets, what dose of aspirin and what dose of uh, clopidogrel did you use? Yes, aspirin is a 100 milligram daily once and the clopidogrel is 75 milligram daily once used. Great. So what did you find? So, and interestingly, and uh, we are sold and the primary endpoint was uh, nearly 50% reduction in the leaflet thrombosis with adoxaban uh, compared to the depth therapy and the percentage reduction nearly 50% and the uh, risk ratio is 0.51%. But unfortunately, however, we did not uh, reach statistical significance and the p-value was uh, 0.07. But uh, in per protocol analysis, we achieved 0 uh, uh, 0.045 and some different finding. However, we uh, the statistical analysis plan, we defined the uh, uh, intention to treat analysis is the main finding. So although primary endpoint did not achieve statistical significance, we found uh, there is a low trend of leaflet thrombosis with adoxaban compared to the depth therapy. Was there any heterogeneity in the 30 and 60 milligram groups? Was there an interaction term there? Was there any difference between those two? Yeah, the, there is no difference in the 60 milligram and 30 milligram. I think it's, uh, if you're gonna use the more potent 60 milligram, I, I guess we achieved the statistical significance and the region, our population, 70% use reduced dose adoxaban according to labeling recommendation that some the effect over instance of leaflet thrombosis. And we didn't found, find any the statistical interaction. And how about bleeding? Was there any difference in uh, bleeding between the two groups? And by the way, was edoxaban used alone or was it used in combination with any antiplatelet? Was this edoxaban monotherapy, correct? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the, our main inclusion criteria in the patient uh, without the indication of oral anticoagulant, also we exclude the patient requiring the depth therapy like ACS or PCI patients. So our experimental group just use adoxaban alone. Our control group just use the depth therapy. And one of the key secondary found the finding was uh, initially we guess leaflet uh, thrombosis could be associated with a higher instance of a stroke, the cerebral thromboembolism or TIA. The reason why we checked uh, serial MRI as well as a serial neurological and the neurocognitive function test. Initial our assumption, if you achieve the, some reduction of a, a leaflet thrombosis with adoxaban, 
initially we guess that could be translated into reduction of MRI new uh, cerebral embolic the region as well as uh, some uh, the neurological endpoint uh, uh, the 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 endpoint improvement. However, is a, there is a very you know interesting or some remarkable finding. We didn't find any association, although adoxaban reduced the 50% leaflet thrombosis. There was a, no difference in the MRR. A new cerebral embolic finding, as well as neurological and neurocognitive function, is absolutely no difference between adoxaban group and the DAP therapy group. How about hemorrhagic stroke? <clears throat> Was there any increase in microhemorrhages or hemorrhages with edoxaban versus DAP? Yes, and in both groups, is 110 patient, 110 patient. Our trial was. Uh, absolutely on the power to detect uh, clinically significant uh, hemorrhagic stroke or TIA in both group two or three, there is a numerically no difference at all. So reason why we adapt the key secondary endpoint is a volumetric MRI findings. All measurement was conducted, uh, you know, co-laboratory measurement and there is no difference at all. About GI bleeding or other bleeding, was there any difference there? Yeah, the, we didn't find any the minor and major and GI bleeding, you know, and besides TAB APIP trial, there was a higher instance of GI bleeding with adoxaban compared to the Waparin. And in our adaptable trial, we didn't fi find any tendency of high risk of GI bleeding with adoxaban. So how do you put it all together, Dr. Park? What do you think? Does this change practice? What are you going to do? Are you going to adopt edoxaban in your center or in your country? What do you think clinicians should do? Yeah, absolutely. I think our trial, although the uh, on the power to detect a clinically relevant event like a TIA or major stroke or bleeding, the Although our trial used the surrogate endpoint like a CT scan or MRI the, or neurolo neurological test, and the, is it, I think our trial has a two important clinical implications. First, leaflet thrombosis after TARBOR has not been proven to affect clinical outcome for patient underwent TARBOR, and therefore this imaging phenomenon should not dictate antithrombotic therapy for its prevention after TABOR. And second one, we found that there is no absolute association between leaflet thrombosis and uh, uh, cerebral thromboembolism. The absence of uh, uh, evidence of a temporally related adverse clinical sequelae of imaging detected leaflet thrombosis uh, do not support the routine imaging screening test for detection of this phenomenon, and also our the imaging guided anti-thrombotic strategy in case without a hemodynamic or clinical uh, significance and the not recommended for patient. So, and the, in the real world, many clinicians still concerned leaflet thrombosis could be associated with cerebral thromboembolism. The reason why they adapt more strong. Uh, anticoagulant or strong antiplatelet therapy. So our trial fully support current uh, updated guideline and the 
you know, antithrombotic therapy after TARBA should be dictated by the patient-oriented outcome rather than, you know, leaflet thrombosis or and the MRI or another finding. And you say that based upon the totality of the data of all trials coming, you know, when you look at all of them together, really not showing a relationship between valve thrombosis, leaflet thrombosis and outcomes. Obviously, many of them are underpowered on their own, but when you look across all trials, there's just no signal there. Well, thank you, Dr. Park. Great job. Uh, what's up next for you? Any follow-on trials? So, and, uh, you know, our trial, we are, I think, uh, the some series of uh, clinical trial for TABA patient using new oral anticoagulant, adoxaban, rivaroxaban, epixaban, I think already done. So, and uh, all of cumulative evidence recent trial, I think fully support current updated guideline uh, for patient without any clinical indication of oral anticoagulation, just aspirin or uh, antiplatelet monotherapy could be okay, and the, some cumulative uh, uh, updated uh, evidence of RGT, including our Adeptaba trial, absolutely support the current updated guideline. Also, I think uh, we need a, a further study for how can you the monitor post-Taba patient also, and the, if there is a, some CT detected leaflet thrombosis, how can you manage in long-term therapy? Also, uh, you know, we require for more long-term follow-up trial. We don't know. Our key finding, we didn't find any definite association, leaflet thrombosis and cerebral thrombosis embolism. However, we don't know leaflet thrombosis could affect the durability of a valve. Right. The re yeah, require three and four and five year follow-up and the, that is would be next uh, the stage the clinical study. I agree. Dr. Park, thanks for joining us today. And thanks to all of you in the audience for joining us here live from ACC 2022.